Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I am joined by the spender who no doubt is always asking why she ended up with me, Heather. Actually, the question I'm usually asking is how? How am I <laughs> so lucky? Is it, wow. is it too late to change the topic of the podcast? <laughs> Maybe we're going to cover how instead of why. Let's cover how. <laughs> Let's do that. I mean, why not? If it's all about me, I'm all for talking about me and how great I am. So... <laughs> Let's talk, how is David so great? (laughs) (laughs) I like where you're going with this. (laughs) No, actually, uh, today we're going to be addressing every four-year-old's favorite question, why? Why, 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 why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And how do you feel about that question? Is it a favorite of yours, Heather? Um... Not really. I feel like it's a favorite of yours because I do you are like a five on the Enneagram. You're Mr. Analytical. You're always like, how do? Why does this? Why does this happen? What you know? You're always asking questions. I'm always like, I don't really care. I just it's works, and I'm good with that. That's all I need to know. Maybe that's why I I wouldn't say this is my favorite topic, but I am more excited about this probably today than you are, and that's probably why because I am the why guy here, and. <laughs> Why do I think we need to talk about this today? I think we need to talk about it because we've talked about goal setting. We've talked about goals so much on this podcast. Have we? Have we mentioned that maybe once or twice? And and I know we've talked a little bit about why goals are important, but goals don't materialize out of nowhere. Goals need a starting point. At that starting point is your why you are making that goal. We Everybody needs a why that they're driving towards. Yes, you have goals. Yes, it's important to have goals. But why do you have that goal? It's important to understand that. Yeah, agreed. And also, I think it's really hard to persevere towards your goals and be successful if you don't know your why. And actually... Our previous episode was on perseverance. So I think we did these in the wrong order. We probably <laughs> should have started with that. So apologies. You're totally right. Uh, we probably should have done this the other way around. But but yes, it, perseverance is really tough if you don't have that that vision of of why you're doing this. How how do you continue to push on towards something if you don't know why you're doing it? You need to know why. So. When I think about my why, um, the reason that I push, the reason that I get up and am motivated financially to do things is, and I think I've, I've talked a little bit about this, but I haven't really framed it in the context of why, is I want more time to be able to do whatever I want. I want more options to be able to do whatever I want with that time. And and ultimately, these things, to me, get summed up in freedom. I want more freedom in my life. And having some some money stashed away gives me that freedom. And so ultimately, this could all be summed up in freedom is my why. Yeah, I think... Is that too generic? (laughs) I don't know, but I, I agree with that. I think the time and the options are good. But I think overall, to your point, the major thing is just that freedom that you have, which is why it's called... Financial independence, probably. Oh. So that's, that's probably why they call it that. That, that might be that might be why. 
Um, <laughs> but in, and I know that's that's very generic. Um, it, it's super generic. So it can become a lot more specific than that. Uh, but you know, this this really came up for us as a topic or a goal or as as, as really a concern for us. I think when when we started to get a little bit more beyond just getting by, right? When, at least for me, or at least for me, that's when this became a bigger deal is when I'm not worried about how am I going to buy my next meal, then I can start to think a little bit more about why do I need more than just that? Yeah, I was <clears throat> I was thinking about that as I was preparing for this. And I, I was trying to think back because I'm not really sure when I started thinking about the why and, and really why we were striving for financial independence or whatever, financial freedom. And I think, well, I traced it back to when we really started talking about financial goals. Because mm. to your point, I think before that, I was just kind of getting through life. I wanted the normal stuff, right? Like I, I, like what everybody wanted, the American dream. I wanted the American dream. You know, I wanted that house and the car and to retire someday. But once we really got intentional and focused on our goals... So it was almost the opposite. It was like, okay, here's our goal. I started to ask, well, why are we doing that? What do I really want and why? And can life really look different than what it was looking currently or what I saw from people around me in the world, right? Yeah, and I think you're probably right as far as us as a couple. That's probably when it did kind of shift for us when – you're right. When we when we we were starting, I didn't really think about it that way. Is how we kind of started a little backwards, and we started with the goals. Yeah, because I don't really think that I I I just was kind of like this is what everybody does. You get a job, you get a house, you get you know two point five kids and a dog, and it's just like that's what the world looks like. Versus like what can oh the world can look different, but how do we do that, and why do I want it to look that different? And I think about it. I think about it in other areas of my life, and I was trying to read. Re- relate it back to when I chose my career and my schooling. Um, when I think back, like, why did I become a CPA, right? It was like, well, I liked math. I took an accounting course. I liked it and I was good at it. But I always knew that I would always be able to find a job. There's two things guaranteed in life, and that is death and taxes. And while I don't currently practice taxes, like, I could focus on that. I was like, there will always be a job for an accountant, so it was kind of more of the, one of those things like, hey, this is a good thing to go into because even though the job I'm in may not last, like I was pretty confident that I could find another job if I lost my job or there was going to be opportunities. So you were really evaluating between CPA or mortician were kind of your Correct. two primary options. Exactly. And I could not stand the smell of formaldehyde. So. Okay. Well, I'm, I dated a mortician in high school, and I was like, "Yeah, not my, not my jam." <laughs> but we would have been a very is secure that why couple. you dated the mortician? <laughs> we would have been very secure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you both would be guaranteed jobs forever, most certainly. Um, yeah, and you know, I think I think security is definitely a reason, a, a why for people. So I was thinking about how there there are other whys out there, or more specific whys that you could get down to. And and job security is certainly one of them. I know I value job security. I value security in general, as you know, uh, quite a bit. Uh, and, and just you know, not the freedom of not being trapped in the rat race uh, is certainly a thing. Uh, but even beyond that, I think. You, 
most people want to be generous. They want to be able to to feel like they're making a, a difference in their life as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the job security that goes back right to the freedom. And like I said, when I chose my career, like I'm not saying that I was never going to lose a job. There's no such thing. Like your job could be gone tomorrow. No, you have no control over it. Uh, but you do, you can, you know, find another job if you're not, you know, it's not guaranteed in life, but right. There is options unless I guess you have tenure or some incriminating information on your boss, then you, maybe you're more likely to keep your job. But the point is, is if you're financially independent, you're not going to stress about that job security, right? You don't need to worry about it because it's okay if you're out of a job for a little while or forever. Right. So agreed. And you mentioned the rat race. I think that, you know, most people, I think they're more excited about getting out of the rat race than actual retirement. I think when they think about their long-term planning, I think more people are just like, hey, do I want to keep showing up every day and running the rat, the the wheel, the rat, the rat wheel or whatever? I think they're more excited about getting out of that and getting, you know, not stuck in that versus the thought of like stopping work or just retiring. Well, and if you're talking about job security, there's a little bit of fear to just stopping working and not getting a paycheck anymore. There is something comforting about money coming in every month. Right. <laughs> as much as you don't want it, but but having that flexibility to to not have to. I feel like you're you're officially out if you don't have to show up. Um, but yeah, I, I was talking a little bit about about generosity. I think generosity is is one of those things that once you're, especially once you have that that independence, even beforehand, this isn't something you have to have before you're financially independent. But but th- this can can be a purpose. This is, I mean, people are philanthropists as their why. That is that is who they are. Now, generally, if you're a philanthropist, you've got piles and piles of cash. But um, <laughs> but. <laughs> But you can still you can still be generous with what you have. You don't have to be multimillionaire to be generous. Right, but you know if you are in a good financial position, right? You you can help even more people, especially outside of the, your own four walls. Like obviously you need to be take care of your family and the people closest to you. But if you're in a secure place financially, that just opens more opportunities for you to be even more generous. And probably your favorite reason would be having fun. Oh, I like fun. Do you, you, I've heard you like fun, and fun is certainly a why. That that's a why <laughs> to strive for, and you can build goals around fun. Um, it it shouldn't be your primary driver. Like right. if your whole life is built around fun, it's probably going to be a little shallow. Yeah, and you don't have to be rich or have money to have fun. There's a lot of things when we were as a poor college student that we had a lot of fun in college. And I didn't really spend a lot of money. But it also doesn't hurt to have some money to have some fun. I mean, I think you would agree, even David, Mr. Saver David would agree that, you know, toys and trips and, you know, dinners out are actually pretty fun things to do. I do like toys. I'm a fan (laughs) of toys. I'm more of a toy guy than probably anything. But, uh, yeah, I like trips and I do like an occasional dinner out. But, gosh, I've got a soft spot for the toys. And lastly, I think, um, I don't know if it's last, but the last thing that I wanted to mention was that I think that you can structure work to suit you more if you don't have that pressure of, oh my goodness, I can't lose this job. I need this paycheck. I think you have more flexibility if you're financially independent to find work that fits you better and not feel like you're stuck or locked into something 
because you're it kind of goes with the job security, but just having more options and the ability to be, Hey, maybe I can try be more risky and take a risk to find something that really fits me better than maybe what you're currently doing. Right. And we, we heard, or we've learned a little bit more in our conversations with and reading on the, um, the, the fire movement is that a lot of their why is all around just having options to get out of the rat race but then also to, in a lot of cases, just have a, a low stress or no stress job that, that they want to go to. And so if, you're, if your why is, I don't want to have stress, I want to get stress out of my life. I don't want a stressful job. I don't want it stressful anything. Then, then that, that could be your work structure. Maybe you need, only need a part-time job that you don't have to think about when you leave or on the weekends. That could also be an option. So, yeah. Yeah, back to like what you said at the beginning, really. Options, right? Providing, giving yeah. yourself options. Yeah, and really that's what all of these focus around. So my, my beginning was probably a little too generic. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can see, I think all of these apply to, to most of us here, uh, just to different extents. And so understand which one maybe is, is your the focus of your why over others. I, I think I think there's also, there's a lot that we want out of life. It, it all comes down to, and, and I think we can all get it, but it all comes down to how badly do you want it. So, you know, in, in the land of opportunity, you can make just about anything happen for yourself, but it takes a lot of work. It can take a lot of work depending on how big of a goal it is. It can take a lot of pain. It can take a lot of sacrifice. And the bigger the goal, the loftier the ambition, the fewer the people there are that actually want to do that work. And you got to push and you got to, it's going to be painful and it may not be, maybe it's not worth it to you. Maybe the goal isn't worth the effort that you need to put in and that's okay. Right. But, but just be aware that like you're making that decision to not go after that goal because maybe it doesn't conform with, with your other, your why of, I don't want to work that hard or I want, more time with my family or whatever it might be. Don't make excuses that you can't do it. Understand that everything that you're going after, you're sacrificing something else. Right. And I, I think to your point, it really, the question is like, where does this, why fit in with your other desires in life? Cause this isn't the only thing you want in life, right? There's a lot of other things. And I think we talk about, I feel like we use the weight loss example a lot and maybe we should start a weight loss podcast or maybe this can be (laughs) like marriage, money and weight loss. But, um, I think it really rings and holds true with that. And like over my life, there's been times when I've been heavier or I've lost weight and it's like, well, what's more important? Is it more important for me to be going out to dinner with friends or having that extra glass of wine? Or do I want to sacrifice right now so that I can lose some pounds and feel a little bit more comfortable? So again, there's always a, what what's more important to you that's really driving you towards that goal or and, which goal are you going after? And it's hard because, so again, to the weight loss example, when I'm trying to lose weight and I have one night where I have an extra glass of wine or an extra, I don't know, extra side of fries or something like that, that can set me back an entire week in my weight loss journey. And I think that's a very there's a parallel there to finances in how one weak moment with your finances can set you back. You're like, Oh no, I really, I, I want to get this new car. Um, yeah, I probably could get a used car or I could get one, a, a, not as nice a car, but 
for whatever reasons I'm justifying in my head, I'm going to get this one right now. And you do it, and now that set you back a year maybe or six months in, in your finance journey. And so it's a very similar situation. And I think that's why we keep coming back to that. And it's something we both work on. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So one thing that really helps me with staying on and, and continuing persevering through this why is, is picturing myself in, in the why that I've realized. So what does it look like when I have more options? What are the actual things that I'm able to do? What specifically can I do and how will life actually look different? And for me, that's, oh, I don't have to think twice before I, I want, before I pull the trigger on buying that $500 game console, or I can book a vacation to uh, a nice vacation with my wife and go somewhere just because, hey, we, we had a friend that went there that said it sounded good and let's go check it out. And we're not thinking about the money that it takes to do that, but we're just able to do it. And thinking about that freedom is very motivating to me. I think that's awesome. I mean, I love visualization exercises, which is basically what you're talking about here. I recently started them regularly and I'm still learning. I'm not great at it um, because I'm an accountant and I'm not very creative, but I'm working on it. And I agree with you. Like, it's fun to picture like what that looks like or what that life can be. And I really think that can help you. Because if you're picturing it, it puts it into perspective or like I think I've shared another podcast, like cutting out pictures and hanging them up on your wall. This, this is what I want, a constant reminder. And I think that that helps drive you like, again, why you're making the sacrifice every day or why you said no to going out to lunch or buying that Starbucks coffee because you've got this other thing that you're working towards. And it's a good reminder and a good like way to think about what that life can look like. And it's something you can get excited about. I mean, it's no. something like this is what like you're thinking about all the things you want in life and that you can go after and you can get. And then that's mo- at least for me, that's super motivating to say, yes, I'm going back to that. Why? And sure, I have all these savings and spending goals. But ultimately, what I'm going for is that my why of the freedom to just take these actions without having to worry about, do we have room in the budget this month for it? That is an awesome why for me. No, I get fired up. I like to see y'all excited about this. <laughs> I, I mean, ultimately, I want, I want to, th- so what I'm describing is thriving. I want to thrive, not just survive. Uh, I mean, I will survive. I will survive. As long as I know how to love, I know I'll be alive. But we're talking about thriving here. We 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 want to just go after life, and you know, every everybody needs to have some money in life. But but let's go after it. Let's make the most of it. Let's set our big big uh, big whys. Let's base our goals around those whys, and let's achieve them. I agree. Life should not just be an existence. We should want to thrive. And not that, again, not that you need money to do so, but by being financially independent, it gives you a lot of options, like we've been talking about, to do more than just survive, just go to that job, just paying the bills, just doing the same old thing. It just, it gives you, like you said, an opportunity to really thrive in life and not just, not just get by. 
So how do we make this happen? How do we build upon our why? Oh, I was hoping you were going to tell us. Oh, I was asking you. Oh. I thought maybe. No, <laughs> no I, can, I can talk to it. I can kidding. talk to it. Uh, <laughs> I, was, no, I, was, I was joking. No, Because so, you see me thriving over here. I, you are I'm the definition like of thriving. thriving. You thriving, are, are just radiating with thrivent energy. <laughs> I'm not sure what, what the... The I mean, existence of thriving is called. Right. I'm going to call it. It's thr- called Heather, I think. <laughs> I think in the dictionary, that's what it's, you could look it up. But. Well, if if your why is the destination, then I guess I think of I think of goals as the the large milestones. I know even when we talk about goals, we talk about milestones. But it, when we're talking as something as big as a why. I'm, and a why may never be fully achievable. It's something you're always striving towards. But their goals are large milestones on that path to your why. And you can build those. This is where those short-term and long-term goals come in. Have those goal conversations. Have them regularly. Get excited about it, like I was saying. Um, do that dreaming. This is where you're... you're where the rubber meets the road on this. Yeah. And I think it's good to have a mixture of both. We've talked about this a lot. We started this podcast talking about goals, but it's really good to have a mixture of short term and long term. Because if you're, if it's so far out there and it's so far away, it's gets like we talked about the perseverance, like sticking in there. So if there's short term things along the way that you can celebrate and enjoy and recognize, I think that helps you um, get you know, get there. And I know that people say in life, like it's about the journey, not the destination, but you got to know where you're going. Like what's the fun in a journey? Like if you're on a road trip, I mean, I guess sometimes it's fun just to go, but it's kind of fun to be like, Hey, here's my plan. We're going to go see these things and ensure, enjoy the, the route getting there. But if you're just wandering aimlessly, that's not always that fun. Or on a road trip, you don't just pull over at the gas station and then stay there the rest of your trip, right? Right. You don't want to be stationary on a road trip. That's that's no good. So have a plan. Exactly. Don't don't just stay where you are. Continue to move around. Continue to improve. Um, and, and I think yeah. I go think ahead. another thing is to talk about it with your whole family. So mm. obviously it's just David and I. But if you have kids, I think it's really important for you to talk to your kids about it. Sit down as a family and talk about where you're going, what your goals are. I think it's a great way to set a good example. Let them know where you're headed as a family. They can be a part of it. They can get excited about it. And it sets them up to have good habits and and do that in their life. Yeah, it's a great way to model uh, strong, productive behavior. And I I think it's important to check in on your why occasionally to make sure that it hasn't shifted. Now, a why isn't going to change very often. Like Your goals... Your goals aren't going to change very often. Your why is probably going to change even less. And there have only been a few times I can think of in my life where that why has really shifted. I mentioned earlier, I think, you know, when I was first starting out as a, as a single guy, um, just getting my first job, my why was, hey, I need, to, I need to be sure I can pay for my housing and I can pay for food. That's. I thought your why was to get a garage so you could house a DeLorean. Yes, <laughs> that was that was definitely there. However, okay, that that's a fair point. That all that was kind of my big why. But 
so so I guess okay, you got me, you got me. So in order <laughs> to do that, it. look at this, he's tongue tied. Well, because in order to do that, I needed to have the the house and the garage, and I need to be fed. And she's not wrong. So okay, well, I think my you would sacrifice food over Delorean. My meat. story just blew up here. <laughs> Go ahead, no, sorry, <laughs> tell your story. I was gonna tell a story. You, you, you edit this. You can just edit this completely out. Oh, well, it's too late for that now, but. My story was going to be around the shift of a why from essential needs and making sure that that the basics were taken care of to being like, no, now my why is long-term career-wise. I can afford to think about how do I get out of the rat race. And then now it's a shift more towards, yeah, I, I can easily see me getting out of the rat race, but what are those aspirational things that take my standard of living or life in general to the next level that I might want to think about. And so I see that why changing at these different stages of life. And that's now kind of where, where I am. And, and so I, my point is, is that that why doesn't change very often, but when it changes, it's important and watch out for that. No, I think that still holds together. I mean, I think you would agree that a DeLorean is a necessity. And well, it's, it's definitely, essential. it's a basic need, not a, yeah, I mean, it, it so. like like you were saying, it's more important <laughs> than food, but a certain amount of food is required in order to stay alive to enjoy the DeLorean. But I don't need to eat a full 1,500 calories or 1,200 calories a day even for <laughs> it, right? Come on. So, yeah. Well, we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse. So talk as a couple about your why. Do you agree on your why? Do you both understand why you are focused on your finances and what you are working toward? So, David. Heather. How has having a clear why, you just did a great job laying out your whys and where they have come. Um, How has having a clear why changed you or how you think about things or what your goals are? Mm, mm, I like the question because a why, as we've said, is incredibly important. (laughs) It's very important. And so I think having a clear why has is it's been a great tool for reminding me why I save. So I'm a saver because of of my why, because I want this freedom, because I want more time. But it's also made me re-examine my goals even even more so recently, and has helped me come to terms with our savings rate, uh, especially because I'm. I'm confident right now that our savings rate is being met. And so that means that we have more flexibility to decrease that savings rate even. So even though I don't... By decreasing savings, does that mean increasing spending? Is that what I'm hearing? uh, Well... Did you just go live on a podcast thing? I I did, but we've had had this conversation. (laughs) Not out in public, though. Oh, gosh. This is on the record. I guess it's on the record. on the record. I guess this is for posterity. But... Even so, I'm, I'm still a saver. Like, I, I don't like wasting money. So if I see something that I don't think is worth the price that's listed, I'm going to be kind of anti it. But but even so, I would say I, I'm not necessarily a free spirit spender, but I would say I'm, I'm opening up a little bit more as a result of reexamining my why. And I, I, hope, I hope you've been able to see a I, little bit of that. I know I, I'm not... Not it's not like a monumental shift, but hopefully you see a little bit of that. Yeah, it's like a little fl- flashlight right now. <laughs> not a, you know, 
strobe light or anything, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. What would you say has been the, the shift? Well, I think of it more as a why not versus a why. Why not do this? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, gosh. I'm just kidding. No, I think that it's helped me get more focused and define my goals more. So it's really helped me narrow in on what I want in life and what am I really striving for and why and how am I going to get it. And I also think that it's brought us closer and gotten us more aligned as well as we've talked about that and think thought about, you know, what why we're doing what we're doing. It's a good answer. I like getting closer to you. I that, do too. Oh. So stay tuned for our next four episodes, when, what, where, and how. (laughs) We've got an exciting series coming up. We're going to ask all the tough questions. (laughs) You've come to the right place. (laughs) Great minds want to know. Oh, well. And I apologize for not singing Annie Lennox's Why song, but when I did it earlier, David did not recognize the tune, even though it was a very popular song. I had no idea. I will save you all from that. I was like, who is Annie Lennox, and what is this Why? And apparently we were listening to different music in 1992. (laughs) Uh, But... I, I think I think that about covers it for today. We would love to hear how your conversations about money have gone or to take your questions on a future episode. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining this uh, this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle. 